0: Hello, my name is Jim Church, and I've been asked to read the scripture today. Pastor Phil has been speaking to us through the book of Philippians for the last number of weeks and months, and now we come to the end of the letter. The Apostle Paul began the letter to the Philippians by addressing them as the saints in Philippi, and he c- concludes the letter with the same terminology. The same terminology he used in six of the nine letters that he wrote to churches that he ministered to. Philippians chapter 4 verse 21 to 23 reads, Greet all the saints in Christ Jesus. The brothers who are with me send greetings. All the saints send you greetings, especially those who belong to Caesar's household. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. May God add his blessing to the reading of his word. My name is Marcus, I'm an associate pastor. Greetings in Christ Jesus to you saints in Kelowna, from us saints in Kelowna, more specifically from Mission Creek Alliance Church. May the grace and peace of Jesus be yours always. Hi there, I'm Eric Reimer, the pastor of Vernon House of Faith. Greetings in Christ Jesus to each and every saint in Kelowna from the saints here in Vernon. My name is Ron Taves, the transitional pastor. Greetings in Christ Jesus to every saint in Kelowna from the saints here in South
1: Langley Church. Hi, my name is Rob Thiessen. I'm the conference minister for the BCMB churches. Greetings in Christ to the saints in Kelowna from your brothers and sisters here in Langley at North Langley Community Church. Hello, my name is Alvin Cole. I'm the executive director of Mission GTA. Greetings in Christ Jesus to every saint in Kelowna Gospel Fellowship from the Saints here at Toronto Spring Christian Fellowship. Hi there, my
0: name is David Gretzky. Uh, I'm Executive Vice President at the Evangelical Fellowship of Canada and I live in Ottawa. Greetings to all of the Saints in Kelowna from the Saints here in Ottawa and uh, from my home church uh, Trinity Bible Church uh, just in South Ottawa. Blessings to you. Hi everyone, my name is Cheryl Hall, and I'm a healthcare chaplain uh, based in Carlisle, United Kingdom. And I'd like to send you warm greetings in Christ Jesus to every saint in Kellenau, from all the saints
1: here in Carlisle where I am based, and particularly from my own village church of St. Mary's here in the little village of Rhea. Greetings to you all. My name is Cornelia from the World Evangelical Alliance Peace and Reconciliation Network and based in Germany. Greetings in Christ Jesus to every saint in
0: Kelowna from the saints here in the Free Evangelical Church in Komersba.
1: Hello Church, my name is Gediminas, I'm a pastor of 180 Church. Greetings in Christ Jesus to every saint in Kelowna from saints here in Lithuania. Hello, my name is Maxim Leferovsky, I'm a church planter in Ukraine. Greetings to every saint in Kelowna, from saints here in God's Family Church, Zaporozhia, Ukraine.
0: My name is Salim Amaya, I'm Palestinian Christian living in Jerusalem. And I am the director of M'salha, vision of reconciliation, to promote reconciliation between Israeli Jews and Palestinians across all ethnic and religious groups. Also, I am the network director for the MENA region for the peace and reconciliation network of the World Evangelical Alliance, greeting in the name of Jesus Christ to the saints that they are living in Kelowna. Uh, from the saint here in Jerusalem, the people that live in this land where Jesus was born preach, crucified, and risen.
1: Hi, my name is Mike, and I'm Vanessa, and we're here serving orphanages and running Fazil socks.
0: And greetings in Christ Jesus to all the saints in Kelowna from all the saints here in the Himalayas. My name is Thir Koirala, Asia Regional Coordinator for Peace and Reconciliation Network. Greetings in the name of Jesus Christ to all saints of Kelowna from the Gathering Church family and myself in Kathmandu, Nepal.
1: Bell, and I'm a teacher here in Nairobi, Kenya at International School. Greetings in Christ Jesus to all the saints in Colombia, from all the saints here in Nairobi,
0: Kenya. Love you.
1: Well, church, you have been summarily greeted by the church around the world this morning. You should be blessed. Now, before we dive into the message and unpack more of what this all means, I just wanted to encourage you. We desire so much for you to be connected to others in disciple-making community. We want you desire for you a hub, a group. And so, if you are in one, plug in, keep going. If you're not and want to be, please let us know, Garth at KGFChurch.com. And if you're interested in starting one, a pastor will walk with you to help get something going. So. We have got lots of ways that we want you to be connected in this season, whether you're able to gather in a group not in our building or as a part of our in-person worship times on Sunday. It's about so much more than that. We desire you to be connected. I want want you to look at this picture. It's a pretty great picture. Uh, At our last board meeting back at the end of May, Uh, Our discipleship team from the youth, a number of them joined together with the board. They surrounded the board and prayed for them. What a powerful image of who we are as a church. And so just be encouraged as as we uh, live together as an intergenerational family on mission, a gospel fellowship, there are great things happening. All right, kids, uh, here's what you can be prepared for. Uh, people and adults as well, actually all of you, I'd really like you all to have a piece of paper with a pen or a marker or something. You're going to need it in a little bit. And secondly, have a device ready. So you can have your phone ready or a computer to email somebody or those old devices, paper and pen, you can use that too. Maybe you even want to put something in the mail and you'll understand in a little bit. Well, as I mentioned, you have been greeted by the saints literally Around the world and consider the journey that we just took a few moments ago from Kelowna to Vernon Abbotsford and Langley Ottawa the United Kingdom Germany Lithuania Ukraine Jerusalem where Jesus was crucified and risen from the dead India Nepal and Kenya by Grace Bell who is one of our own a KGF family member who is in Kenya right now the church Of Jesus Christ greets you in the middle of a global pandemic in the tossing of seas that this moment of time is bringing all of us within the renewed lament of Canadian history and current sorrow and confusion like the tragedy that happened in London Ontario to a Muslim family in the reality of summer beginning to burst upon us the family of God greets you we have been embraced What has been the power of embrace in your life? How are you being prompted to practice the embrace of the gospel? Those will be the discussion questions that we get to at the end of this message today. So everyone, go ahead, grab that piece of paper right now. Kids, you especially. We're going to learn some ancient Christian history together. Aren't you excited? I am. Um, Grab that paper, be ready. How would followers of Jesus greet one another in the years after Jesus' resurrection and ascension? Have you ever wondered that? Well, the reason we should wonder is because to be a follower of Jesus was not allowed or permitted in the Roman Empire when Paul wrote his letter to the Philippians to those first century Christians in the Roman colony of Philippi. It was a city fiercely loyal to Caesar and his empire and you have to remember that the reason that a jailer and his household became some of the first disciples of Jesus in Philippi was because Paul and Silas were in prison for the public disturbance that the power of the gospel brought to that city you can read it in Acts chapter 16. Jesus was a threat in Philippi Because Christians called him Lord. That was the title that was reserved for Caesar. Christians were seen as a threat to Rome. And Paul experienced this reality repeatedly. And so about a decade after Paul has been there in Philippi, the church began, and that church began, he is now writing this letter that we have been looking at for the last number of months in from, he's writing this letter from prison in Rome, about 1,300 kilometers away. To follow Jesus with others, to be the church, when this letter was written, was a courageous, countercultural, risky enterprise. Do you understand that? Do you feel it? To be identified as a Christian was dangerous. And so, how would you greet one another in those days? Well, one of the oldest practices of the church was to draw something. Come with me. One of the oldest practices was to draw something. So if you were a Christian in those days and you would come upon another person, you, the tradition has it that you would draw a line in the sand or in the dirt, something like that. And so on your piece of paper, do this, follow after me draw this nice arching loop. That's you greeting another Christian in Philippi. And then that other person, if they were a Christian, would also draw a line in the sand, perhaps with their foot, and it would go something like this. Oh, we have a fishy drawing. Yeah, that's a bad dad joke. But we have this fish now have you seen this symbol anywhere else It's often seen as a symbol for Jesus sometimes you'll see it on cars or necklaces some of you might have something like that but this ancient practice was happened very early on in the history of the church Now why did the Christians greet each other with a fish well once the circles were, com- or the half circles were complete, and you had the fish. You realized you could greet this other person as a fellow follower of Jesus. Now, the Greek word. Now we're going to do some some language study. So the Greek word for fish is ichthus. So write along with me, will you? So there's a letter, Greek letters that look like this. Okay, I'll try to be. As readable as I can possibly be. OK. You think you can write that? You've just written Greek if you've done it. It's pronounced This is ichthys. So ichthys was the Greek word for fish. But the Christians, and that was a common symbol actually for many different things in the ancient world, including the non-Christian world, the Christians took it and applied it, and they said, Ichthus, fish, actually means this. I was Jesus, Jesus, Christos, Christ, Thea, Theu, God, Huios, Son, Soter, Savior. Jesus Christ, God's Son, Savior. And this was the way Christians would greet each other. And this became a way of them identifying and knowing they were in the presence of family. So kids, you could take this. I want you to make it come alive now. Add some color. Maybe add some character to the fish. Make them smile or something. So you see, greeting matters. It mattered greatly in the history of the church. It still matters today. Almost every one of Paul's letters ends with a series of greetings. You can actually take a look. If you flip through from Romans, 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, you'll see uh, a series of greetings often that ends the letter. And it was common practice then in letter writing to do so, as it is now, but the greetings of Christians was socially transformative. It was, quite frankly, shocking and inappropriate to the Roman way of thinking. And so what Paul writes here as he ends the letter to the Philippians is powerful. Let me read it for you. Listen carefully. Listen as if you're in the gathering of the fellowship in Philippi, listening to this letter From this person you respect that has now been brought to you by one of your own, Epaphroditus, and you're sitting around listening to this letter. And this, after all the words that have been said, is how he ends. Greet all God's people in Christ Jesus. The brothers and sisters who are here with me send greetings. All God's people here send you greetings, especially those who belong to Caesar's household. The grace Of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. Greet all God's people in Christ Jesus. Three times, did you hear? Three times in these short verses, Paul talks about greeting. And the word has to be understood because the original Greek word that would have been, uh, that we translate as greet or greetings, means to salute or to bid welcome, or to enfold in the arms, to draw to oneself. It essentially means to embrace, to hug. And often it implied a kiss. If you look at what Paul says at the close of 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 13, 12, he says, greet one another with a holy kiss. How would you feel about that? Now, why is this such a big deal? Well, let me ask you a couple of questions first. Who do you greet? And who do you embrace? Think about it in your life. Who do you greet? Now some of us don't even embrace the people in our own families, for goodness sake. Do you only greet people who are like you? Have you greeted anybody beyond your best friend forever, your BFF lately? From the earliest days, the gathering of Christians included greeting one another so who do you greet that's the first question second question and we'll go back a few messages here and pull out this one is there anyone who maintains anger with his neighbor is there anyone in earshot is there anyone listening who is maintaining anger and is part of listening to our gathering today do you remember that question the early church routinely asked it before the beginning of worship together it was behind Paul's insistence that Euodia and Syntyche get along back in chapter 4 verses 2 and 3 Christians obeyed Jesus teaching to greet and reconcile with one another as an essential and first part of being together before God and so why is greeting such a big deal Because Roman society was stratified and layered. It was proudly unequal. There was designated places you belonged. Slave, free, nobility, Roman citizen, aristocracy, legionnaire. And Philippi would have been full of all of these divisions as a Roman colony. When Christians like Paul greet all the saints in Christ Jesus, they are making a declaration of the kingdom of God. The declaration is summed up so powerfully back in Galatians chapter 3. Listen to these words, Galatians 3, 26 to 29, and look them up. So in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. In Christ Jesus, a new humanity, a new human reality has come into the world. The kingdom of God revealed in Christ Jesus is a way of life reigned by God, the creator of all. His family is a people where Jew and Gentile, slave and free, male and female, the different ages are one. This oneness God has created in the world was costly. It didn't come cheap. It required a cross. Do you think living the embrace together in a world divided and angry as it is now and with us coming with our own wounds and opinions and attitudes will be any less costly If we are maintaining anger against a neighbor in Christ, we are defiling the gospel. In Christ, we are a community where all people from all backgrounds and all social networks come into the promise of God given to Abraham that through Abraham and his descendants, he would bless the nations. When Christians greet one another in Christ Jesus, We are still making that statement. We are literally embracing someone who may have once been my enemy. We are literally drawing close to the one who may have jailed and persecuted us. We are literally acting out love for the unlovable. Don't you see? Do you not see this? Are you not brought to repentance and a bigger vision for what it means to be the church? This embrace of all people in Christ Jesus is a literal telling of the gospel. God has drawn us close to himself in Christ. Every wall is broken down. Sin is forgiven. Destructive identities and captivities are enveloped in grace. God has reconciled us to himself in Christ. A hug for the Christian mm, is a sign of the gospel. God has hugged us to himself, made us welcome. He is the father running for the prodigal child, weeping and kissing and embracing the one who comes home. This is the invitation to us. It is God's invitation to you. Come, draw close to him. Come home to the Father, to your creator. Through Jesus Christ, every sin, every shame, every guilt, every fear is eradicated and transformed, and you are his. And just as God so loved the world, just as the Father sent the Son, so we are sent to embrace, to bid welcome. And this embrace begins in the family of God. We greet all God's people in Christ Jesus. We show and tell the gospel. We live the gospel with our bodies not just our minds. And then we go to embrace the world. Isn't this statement and way of being needed now? Again? Still? Right now? Take out your device, or pick up your phone. You know, your device and your phone might be the same thing. Or even take that paper and pen or a different one. And I would love for you right now to write a greeting to another Christian that you haven't seen for a long time. Maybe it's a believer that you fundamentally disagree with on something. Maybe it's a sister or brother in Christ that you have written off. Maybe you haven't talked to them for years. Embrace the family, kids, adults, don't care who you are, where you're from, doesn't matter, do it now. Take time, I'm I'm gonna pause. I'm serious, we, we need to be this kind of people. The world needs this kind of people. Greet another brother or sister in Christ Jesus. Embrace the family, make a statement. Now notice the direction That Paul takes his embrace. So he had begun by saying, Greet all God's people in Christ Jesus. He's personally asking to greet every single saint in Christ Jesus in the Philippian fellowship. Not just hello, but to greet them in Christ Jesus, that they're family, brothers and sisters, saved and redeemed, saints of God. And then he says that the brothers and sisters who are with him embrace send embrace as well. So all the saints in Rome send you greetings, all of these people. And so he is expanding the circle of embrace. Do you notice what he's doing? He starts with himself, and then he's like, all the brothers and sisters with me, and then all the saints, all all God's people here send you greetings. Some of these sisters and brothers, they may have been known to the Philippians, Uh, But he's expanding the embrace further and further because they wouldn't have known the believers in Rome and they may have wondered if there were any there at all. We had our circle expanded today, didn't we? Literally, it ringed the world. You, you, uh, let me ask this question. Who are you bringing into the expanding embrace of the family of God? Who are you bringing into that expanding embrace? Kids, you may know somebody. Adults, you may know somebody. Who are you bringing into the expanding embrace of the family of God? Or is your circle so small right now that nobody else can penetrate? Know any displaced orphan believers these days? I think there's a lot of them hanging around. You might be one of them. Listen. Don't invite them to church. Invite them to be the church with you, with us. No more nameless, faceless, connectedless, independent, lonely, displaced Christian life. Greet, 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 greet. We all know one other, five others. We all know somebody. This is not the work of pastors. It is the work of all who have been embraced by the power of the gospel. Again, this is why we want you in hubs, groups, triads, so that we can litter this city and beyond with gospel fellowship people who know Jesus and make him known. Even when this pandemic whimpers off with its tail between its legs, we will continue to call you to that because it is the gospel And we are a gospel fellowship and the social transformation of the kingdom of God that the kingdom of God brings into the world must take root in a myriad of relationships and the assignments that God has given to us. If you want a connectedless discipleship where you only get what you like or are asked to greet the people who are like you, you will not like where we're headed. We will be the church, not just go to church. And when we go to church, we will be called to be the church. Jesus Christ is the hope of the world, friends. Our strength in all circumstances, friends. And believers, you and I, we together are his body and we must know him and make him known. And to do so, we must know and greet one another. We must be the church as he envisioned. We must repent of our sin and pride and lovelessness and arrogance and expand the circle of embrace. We must be in a circle of greeting that comforts our afflictions and afflicts our comforts. A few weeks ago, I referred to an ancient church manual called the Didiscalia Apostolorum. Was from second and third centuries. It provides a powerful insight into the radical nature of embrace in the first couple centuries of Christian faith when Christians actually met, really like our hubs are meeting right now or some of our groups. And a clear distinctive in this ancient document was given. If a service is underway and someone enters late, well Things have already begun, which was often the case because people had crazy work schedules just like they do today, and if they come in and the teacher is teaching and there's already stuff going on, there, there was to be no interruption, especially, actually, if the person was somewhat important in society or had means, maybe was wealthy. No special notice was to be taken. The word of God unpacked in front of us and lived in was to be highly honored, except in one circumstance. This is what the directive was. What if a poor woman or man arrives? And especially if they are from somewhere else as a believer and they've identified with the ichthus, with the fish. And even more crucial, what if they're older? And even further, what if the house where they've entered is full and there isn't a place for them to sit or be welcome, then what? This was the instruction. You, Bishop, that would be the overseer of the congregation who was probably doing the teaching, you, Bishop, shall interrupt your sermon and make a place for the poor and give them your own chair. You should act for them from your heart, even if you have to sit on the ground yourself. The leader of the community is to make a scene. They are to literally model greeting and embrace. To be the church who expands the embrace in Christ, this is the radical invitation to Christians. And then Paul adds a small but crucial insight. Uh, At the end of verse 23, he says, um, all God's people here, they send you greetings, all God's people here being in Rome, all God's people send you greetings, especially those, do you notice, what does it say? Especially those who belong to Caesar's household. Now remember, he's in Rome, right? And he drops a hint, he drops a hint to the saints in the Roman colony that Caesar's household has been infiltrated. There were probably slaves within the wide expanse of Caesar's palace, but it may have been people in higher levels of authority. But it's a strong hint. What seems to be so strong, what seems to rule the world, the very household of Caesar, the Lord of Rome, has been seated by the embrace of the gospel. Rome was strong. Rome thought it ruled the world, but the kingdom of God was on the move. Where is the place that God has assigned and placed you? What place of power, opportunity in this world, have you been sent to as salt and light of God's good reign? Where are you sending greetings from to the saints? Salim in Jerusalem is in the midst of political conversations between Jews and Palestinians and Arabs. Max in Ukraine is in downtown Zaporozhye with his wife Anya training families in crisis that the government sends their way. Gediminas in Lithuania has been a cosmetics salesperson. David in Ottawa is giving shape to a Canadian fellowship of churches and building bridges with political leaders. Mike and Vanessa in the Himalayas are business entrepreneurs. Tear in Nepal is a journalist. Cheryl in the UK works in a hospital. Cornelia in Germany and Grace in Kenya are school teachers. Ron in Abbotsford has been a truck driver. Where are you? Where has God placed You Are you taking the greeting and embrace of God in Christ Jesus there? Are you serving faithfully? Are you loving lavishly? Are you praying largely? Are you being the church? Paul ends his letter as he often does many of his others. He says, The grace of the Lord Jesus be with your spirit. Amen. Friends, Greet grace. Grace is God's embrace of this broken world. The embrace of sinners. The grace of God in our Lord Jesus Christ is the unlikely and undeserved favor of the king of the universe, the creator, drawing all people to himself. This is breathed into your spirit. It is wind for your sails. It is strength to live as citizens of the kingdom of God within the colony that is demanding we name someone or something else, Lord, it's not easy. Breathe in grace, greet grace, be the church. Amen. Lord, we come into your presence. And we're so thankful for the incredible grace with which you have greeted us. You've embraced us, enveloped us. You've been the Father, our Heavenly Father, running from the porch for prodigals like us. Maybe you're that prodigal today. Would you just surrender and come home and be greeted by your Heavenly Father through Jesus Christ who died for you and be filled with the Holy Spirit Lord God, we we worship you. Would you form us and shape us as your people for your purposes, a people of the kingdom who walk with this way of being, this being the church. Teach us what what it needs to look like right now. We need your help, Lord. This world needs your help. So would you fill us with your spirit and enable us to be the church, for such a time as this, with these people that you blessed us with and made us family with, and for your glory, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen.